here we are. I always like it. I always like the song to let the song go to the bam, bam, bam. Um, we are here, another podcast. Uh, you know what, dude? With the, uh, I don't know, what the fuck do you call you? The guy who created that song? The fu- the What are you? You could just say my name. Joe DeRosa, everybody. Yeah. Joe DeRosa, the actual musician who... Uh, wrote the song. Wrote though. the song. You know what, dude? <laughs> Which... Jesus Christ. It's a, it's a good song. And the only thing that sticks out... See, I really did want to rock it song, but it, you did make a valid point when you said you're not rocking. Yeah. You really did. I am I am just a quirky, fucking annoying song. Yeah. I know you. You want to you, you walk out with the leather on and the explosions and, yeah. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Master. Master. <laughs> That's how you see yourself. Well, you, you know, when you're on the road headlining... You, you, when you start doing that, oh fuck! You, don't don't start with this. I'm then sorry. People hear that and then they think that I don't have line. Don't do this. Let's start on a nice note. Okay, let's start on a I'm nice. I'm not note. rocking either. Well, you fucking all right. Well, bring that up because yeah, you're the one who started fine. the not I rocking. I'm not rocking. All right. When I when I am on the road headlining and I walk out on stage, I walk. I know what you mean. I go out to an ACDC song <laughs> or something. I think I'm way cooler than I am. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't even. They always ask me, and I go, whatever. Just make it rocking. You know, whatever. I don't care. I really don't give a shit because once I pick a song to go out to, I feel like I eh, like that's what I think I am, and I go out like the Guns and Roses. Welcome to the jungle. You're gonna die. Robert Kelly, and then I come out and I just love you. The first guy that said the word rockin' since Dick Clark. <laughs> <laughs> I uh. I, I when you all right when you coming out on stage right you got you got the fucking uh, you got the MC and then you come out uh-huh. after the MC no oh sorry right I'm sorry you're right we're gonna start off good you're such I'm a sorry dickhead. dude we're starting off good when you come <laughs> when you're headlining yeah a room what you do do where the cigarettes over there can we grab the fucking cigarettes I got a pack of butts on the bag they're, no they're right there oh, okay. Uh, help yourself. Thanks. This is the best part about my podcast is that you can smoke, drink, you can do whatever the fuck you want because it's not a fucking, we have to go to a studio and fucking do this in somebody's basement that they made fucking a studio in where you can't smoke. Ugh. It's like old school radio. Now, you see? Yeah, this is. This is like Winchell style, yeah. man. <laughs> fucking smoking right on the air. Fuck it. Um, when you come out on stage, there's that fucking... You know, the music hits. I never really pick a song. I don't want to come out to the same song every fucking time. Um, I, I take that back. When I when I play Boston, I used to come out to uh, the Dropkick Murphys, that song that they have about Boston. Uh, the one from The Departed? Yeah. I, I used to come out to that. That's a good song. Great song. I used to come out to that. And then what happened was, <laughs> not the last time, the time before, Conan was next door when he was doing his comedy tour. Uh-huh. And he was right next door at the Wang, 3,000 seats, and sold out. And I was out front, literally, and I'm, I'm, I'm fucking, people are walking by going, hey, Bob, hey, Bobby, a bunch of O&A fans. I'm, where are you going? Uh, Conan? <laughs> I, I'm talking, I was, it was getting, it was funny at the first, but then it was just too much. Were we at the Wilbur? I was at the Wilbur right next door. He had his bus parked right outside, like right around the corner from the Wilbur. And 
It was just fucking like, you got to be shitting me. And he, I come out to the Dropkick Murphys. They play the song, right? They were next door live opening for him. The actual band? The actual band <laughs> was right next door. So I was like, fuck you. I, I take them out. They were, the guy was like, you want Dropkick Murphys? No, fuck them. Yeah. Fuck the Dropkick Murphys. The, uh, the- I played Godsmack. You know why? Because my friend Sully, the lead singer, was in the crowd at my show, and I came out to fucking Godsmack. Well, that's, that's hilarious. I just pictured your show being Sully and one other lady. <laughs> I can, I, I, I'm not a fucking, I'm not a Voss where you're gonna fucking pull the curtain halfway through the crowd. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't have to use the Voss curtain when I play in my hometown, but it's so. I, f- oh, I, ahead, I, I, I don't get the. I've gotten up into the balcony. There's the mezzanine. There's the floor which I fill. Then there's the mezzanine, which I can pretty much, you know, pack. And then there's the balcony. Right. And then there's the fucking Lincoln booths on the side. I can get the Lincoln booths, the floor, some of the mezzanine, and then the balcony is just shut that off. The uh, That's so funny, man. That's such a show business story. Because it's like, you know, usually when something nice happens, like playing the Wilbur, that's a nice gig. That's a really nice gig. It's a beautiful theater. Yeah. That's certainly a gig where you would feel like, hey, I've arrived. Yeah. And usually... When something nice like that happens, you have your couple hours to enjoy it or whatever it is. But right. sometimes something nice like that happens, and then there's <laughs> ten times better right in your fucking face. You can't. There's no enjoying. You know. You're just like, God damn it, man. You can't. I enjoyed Boston after Torgasm. I enjoyed Boston uh, the first time. It's like, because it's ticket sales, man. You know, and, and you got to sell tickets. Once you fucking get in that headline spot... You got to sell tickets. If you're not selling tickets, you're just you're just f- fucking miserable because that's all they're thinking about. The only thing the cl- the only reason why the club has you there is to make them money. Right. And people forget that. And then that's why I get aggravated when I'm trying to twit and you know put stuff out. And dude, that's all you do is promote your shows. It's like I have to. Right. I have. If I don't get people, if you assholes who follow me don't come and see me. Right, if you if you just blow it off, then I don't get to come back. You right. know, that's that's how you get to go to the places. People go, why can't you come to my town? Because nobody came last time I was there. I'm not going back. Right. Because I can't sell a fucking ticket there. But Boston, the Boston people, New York, Jersey too, usually do uh, fucking well for me. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, unless Conan's in town. Unless somebody better is right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cunts. Well, that's what's tough about New York, man, is like there's always, there's 87 things going on in one night and you got these gigantic halls and theaters here and you're, you know, you're really up against some shit. Yeah, but you know what, New York, it's, you know, I started headlining in New York at Caroline's and then I went to comics once. They paid me a fucking rageous amount of money to get me away from Caroline's. And I didn't sell a fucking ticket. I mean, it was just embarrassing. So I stopped going there. I was like, I, I can't go. They actually brought me. They were like, here, wanted to bring me back for great money again. I was like, I'm not going to do it because I don't want to fuck. I want to sell tickets. I want right. I want the club to make money. Because right. if the club makes money, I don't, have to, I don't have to have anxiety. Yeah, well, also, too, it's like, you, you know. Hey, you can pay me twenty grand or whatever, you know, to sit in an empty room. What fucking good does that do for my career? Helps yeah. your bank account, doesn't do anything for your career. Good shows with people seeing you is what you know. That's helpful. That's yeah. productive. Yeah, and yeah. It, and headline in New York. I I like it now. I play Gotham now. 
Me too. Um, and it's actually, you know, the fans that do come out, I don't know, it's just fucking a nonchalant. It's like Friday and Saturday, except you just get to do uh, a longer set. Yeah. God, it was a good time, man. It's yeah. a good time. They're good people. But when you first come out, people don't realize, you know, they, that we make the shit look easy. But, you know, when you first come out, you know, the host went up and did whatever the fuck he does, you know. And then the middle guy goes out and does his 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And then and then it's like, all right, you're, you know, it's like the show's been going. You can hear the laughs. Everything's good. Hopefully you can hear the laughs. And then it's time for you. And it's like, you know, are you guys fucking, are you guys, oh, shit. This is actually our manager. <laughs> Hang on one second. All right, we're back. I had a little... <laughs> That's the best part about this fucking podcast, too. Is that we can take phone calls and pause it. Yeah. You can't take phone calls on the air. You I can, can take phone calls. literally take a phone call. You can call me right now. I can take a phone call. We could have put him on the air. It was just a joke. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's the best part about this fucking podcast. Is that I can take a phone call right now. Okay. All right. We could get Dumb Voss on the fucking phone. Get Robinson on the phone. Get, get Angry Robinson well, on the phone. Let's. I want to talk. I mean, we, we were talking about coming out uh, on stage first of all. Yeah. Um, coming out to that music. When you come out, it's like it hits me. It fucking hits me. The music's playing. The intro. The credits. And then you go out there, and the music. Once they shut that music down, it's. Fucking silent. Oh, yeah. It's fucking dead silent. And you got fucking hundreds of people looking at you. And there's been a just a fucking couple times where my brain goes, don't say anything. Don't, yeah. Just, you have nothing to say. Yeah. What do you do? I've been there. Yeah. yeah like, you can't follow the music. Well, it's like, and then you go, all right. That's why people... You know, you say shit. You know, give it up for those two fucking guys or blah, blah, blah. That's that, that's that taking the silence away where you, you know, because you can't just go into a joke. You got to look around the fucking room and be like, hey, fucking, what's up? That's probably where crowd work came from with that first second of, all right, give it up for Robert Kelly. That's smart. Hey. What's this? uh, You know Brian Posehn? No. You know, I'm a comic. He was on Just Shoot Me. Big guy. <clears throat> no. Comedians of comedy. Yeah, I know him now, yeah. yeah. He, uh, I did a show with him once at this, this festival in Jersey, and we were talking about that. We were in a parking lot in a tent. It was awful. Yeah. It was awful. And I went up, and I, I just trashed the festival for the first five minutes of my set. I'm like, right. look at this. Ugh, this is like Woodstock, but nobody's going to remember it. You yeah. fucking losers. Right? And I started trashing it. And I came off stage and he goes, he goes, dude, he goes, that was fucking smart what you just did. He goes, I always do that at every show. He goes, I always start with, with making fun of something in the room or in the town or whatever. He goes, because it just, it, it just immediately bridges that weirdness. The weird gap. And creates yeah. the illusion like that this is happening now. This isn't my show. Like we're in the moment. But that, this, good is, advice. this is where it fucks you up. And this is where it fucks you up. And this is what I see with, uh. You know, guys like Louie or whatever that go out and just start telling jokes. Right. That when you're doing a special, you're doing your, you know, any TV stuff, you don't have that. So when you're used to doing that 
and you walk out in front of a crowd and the cameras are rolling and they go, Robert Kelly, like when I did my premium blend, it's like you come out and it's fucking, you go, baby, go. Because you can't go out and go, ah, look at this fucking play. Because the edit's going to be weird. You want that, when you walk out, you go right into your fucking, you get to that mic and you start telling jokes. I write, uh, I write like an intro sentence that I can use instead of that, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, can, that you can jump off of that yeah. sounds like you're just saying it. Yeah, you but know it's, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just weird. Like TV sets, those four-minute sets we were talking about earlier. It's like you come out, you have four minutes. And you, you can't come out and trash the crowd. You can't go. This That's is, what I'm saying. It's yeah. for reasons like that. Like what? Like give me an example. Uh, just something stupid. Like, like, you know, right now I'm opening my set with talking about how I've never been in shape ever. So I don't just say that right away. Can I, I just come, say my favorite line? Uh, You've never been in shape, but you are a shape. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But you are doing push-ups. Can we just say that? Yeah. You're doing push-ups every day. Yeah. For how long? For love, for the past? I just do as many as I can. No, for but for how? Five days? Five days you've been doing push-ups. You're up to 30. Yeah, I'm only up to 30. 30 but that's good. Yeah, the first day I could barely do 10, dude. So. Yeah, now you're up to 30. Jumping up quick. That's pretty good, man. Yeah. 30's good. And I'm getting, <laughs> like, like, I'm getting better at doing them correctly every day. And going down all the way, well, you know, I mean, getting better and better at it. It's easier for you to do a push-up, too, because your tits hang down lower. So it, when you when you feel the floor, it's not really where regular right. people feel the floor. Yeah. But that's good. Good for you. You're trying to get, you're trying to get uh, upper body. You can notice it a little bit. I just figure if I can just build the shoulders just a little bit, then, like, the gut isn't so bad anymore. But right now, my gut and, ch- and chest are at the same exact... The whole thing. The torso. Yeah. Just the torso's a mess. It's all... You know, so I figure I can even it out a little bit and then slowly start to work in other things to get in better shape. But I don't want to get ahead of myself because I always get ahead of myself and then I don't do it. Right now, I'm happy. I do some push-ups. I feel good. Makes me feel like I'm doing something. We'll see where it goes. Ugh, I fucking... I, I'm, I you know, I know what that. I've been in fucking unbelievable shape. I mean, a six pack. I've had a six pack a few times in my life, and now uh, I don't. I don't have a six pack, but I, I haven't been eating a, a carb for two weeks. Back on that like South Beach. I like how you tell me you don't have a six pack, as if I couldn't have noticed that. <laughs> like I was going to go really telling the listeners the audience no, listeners. they know too I know, they you don't. can hear in your voice that you don't have a six pack <laughs> <laughs> sounds like I have bacon grease in my fucking gullet <laughs> I uh it's uh so I've been back on that I've been dropping a few pounds with that shit but then uh last night it was just a you know my wife was away uh for the first time in a while <laughs> and I was just here alone. I was here alone. I'm going to order food. I was going to order a steak and some uh, chicken salad from the Brazil place. They get this great chicken salad they make, and I was going to stay healthy. But the problem with that is is that the where the addiction is with food is that I'm home alone. I'm kind of depressed. There's nothing to do. There's nothing on TV. Uh, I'm sad. And, okay, if I order the steak... I'm I'm gonna eat like a, it's, I'm gonna eat steak, eat the chicken, and it's gonna be uh, over. 
Yeah, it's, Dave. It's over. Yeah. And then I'm not going to want more steak. Who wants more steak? But a, a thing like pizza, it doesn't end. Uh-huh. You can eat until it it's it's dead. You're dead. You can eat until you're fucking obliterated. Yeah. Until you can't do anything but just die. You have to fall asleep. You have to lie there with just an agony of just fullness. And there's something sick about that fucking feeling that makes the loneliness and the depression go away. It's almost like, you know, I say that in my act, I just want to eat to kill the day. (coughs) It fucking, and it just never, it's like a slice and then there's another slice and then there's another slice and then there's that other slice and you just keep going. It doesn't end and you can fold it and the grease and the salt, there's something fucked up that happens with your brain and it just keeps going and it doesn't end and you feel fucking great. You, you feel like shit. You're bloated and the salt and the fucking, oh, your stomach. Right. But you all of a sudden you're lying on the couch and you're just in a coma. You're in this food coma that's so euphoric. It's so much like drugs, man. It's so much like fucking doing a drinking until you fucking just can't move or doing pot until you fucking just watching cartoons. And last night I ordered that fucking food and sure enough, halfway through that pizza, I was just like, ugh, felt great. I felt great. Oh, dude, there's nothing better than when you finish eating and you just spin your ass around. You're eating in front of the couch. You're eating in front of the TV on the couch and you finish eating and you just spin your ass around, put your legs up. You're watching a movie. You fall asleep to the movie. Ugh. I have to start later and start the movie again in the middle and eat more food to it. Yeah, (laughs) where you fell where you fell asleep. I actually have to start the movie exactly when the food gets there. The food gets there. I have the movie on pause or whatever show I'm fucking watching, and I open the box. I get everything ready, and then I hit play and I grab that first slice. And I can't. I got to be by the credits too. I can't be. It's got to start like that. It's got to start. There's nothing more sexual. The feeling of gonna bang a new broad than that right there. That when you fold that pizza and the movie starts and you take the first bite and you get the you look at the the whole other pizzas there and there's so much movie left and it's oh it's so than, good. It's better than sex, man. Oh, it's way better than sex. Banging's great and everything, but I'll tell you, dude, the nights I've had where I thought I was gonna score with a girl and then I didn't or something like that, right. and then I end up going home alone and. The relief, dude. The fucking relief I feel when I'm like, oh, wait, I can go home and I can eat in front of the TV. Oh. And just fucking, me- oh, yeah. Like, that excites me. It feels man. so fucking good. And you got like a half a fucking, you're like, I'm going to go, I got that half Italian sub in the fridge. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I got that fucking... <laughs> Keep going, dude. Keep going. Mm. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, Gary Gomey gave me a great line from my act because I have this thing, it's food is better than sex. You wind up in the same position when you're done. 
just lying there like, ugh, I need a, I need a half wet, half dried towel. And uh, he gave me a great line where it's like, you have a brownie. When you're done with the brownie, what the fu- what's the first thing you want when you're done with a brownie? Another brownie. What's the first thing you want when you're done with sex? A brownie. That's great. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. I, I just, there's something. Dude, with the shutting up. This joke never worked. I, I think it's a funny premise, though. But, like, I used to have this thing where I would say, I would go, I don't, I just don't work out at all. But I eat. I eat like an animal. And I go, when I eat, and I would talk about, like, getting everything right. You know what I mean? I like, finding the right thing to watch. I go, I slide the table out so it's the right distance from me on the couch. I, yeah. sit, so I, start, I go, moving shit around. I go, it looks like I'm about to work out. Yeah. Because I'm actually moving <laughs> shit around. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm just about to be a fucking piece of garbage. Yeah, there's something about making the, the area you're about to fucking do this in perfect. It's so, it's so great. I was in the bed last night in my underwear. I took my socks off. I was just in my underwear. And my underwear was kind of fucking like stretched out because was, I was walking around with you yesterday. And it was hot. And uh-huh. it was all stretched out. So like one nut was kind of hanging out. And I was in the bed. And there was... Just a fucking a plethora of fucking bullshit TV on, you know, monster fish and fucking Axeman and mob shit and fucking jail shit. All this bullshit TV, which is just mindless fucking watching somebody trying to catch a giant catfish with their foot. Yeah. You know, ah, I was in fucking heaven. It was cool down in the basement. I had a fucking thing of water because I was getting dehydrated. And then I just passed out. I woke up at like four in the morning. I went upstairs and I saw a text message from, you know, Dane called me. So I, I fucking called him and ate the last two slices in front of the TV. Oh, they were fucking beautiful. I threw them down, put me right out again. I was back into a food coma. I woke up this morning. I had to cancel the appointment. I was just felt like shit. I, I felt like a hangover. I haven't drank in 25 years, but when I walked out into that sun this morning, I had a food hangover, which dude. is worse than a fucking drunk hangover. Dude, I, uh, I remember one time, dude, I, we were laughing so hard. Y- years ago, I was at my buddy's house, uh, my buddy Mark, and uh, we got fucking, we got really fucking stoned and went to, uh, went to the Wawa. Oh, the Wawa, <laughs> yeah. dude, is the fucking, they don't... People don't know what a Wawa is. It's a gas station with 24-hour food, but real food. Yeah, I made mean, to order sandwiches. Made to order thing. sandwiches, uh, meatballs, turkey and gravy. Just turkey meat and fucking brown gravy. Oh, uh, yeah. And they have a computer that you you just touch the screen and add shit to your fucking you, whatever you want. You just touch it and it adds it and they're making it. And then they just give you a satchel of fucking whatever you order. And that's the worst. When, when you have to talk to a human about what you're ordering, it kind of settles you down a little bit. When you can just touch a screen yeah. and just keep adding shit, like one of those Best Buy fucking vending machines at an airport. Yeah. Ah, oh, fuck me, dude. Yeah, dude, it, it's great. It's the best. Well, Wawa, the convenience store part of the Wawa is like... If you took Seven Eleven, it made it beautiful. Yeah, with like good food. fucking rules. Yeah. So anyway, we got really high and we walked over to the Wawa. We got, we each got a thing of Ben and Jerry's and a meatball sub. <laughs> and I was sleeping at his place and we were walking back and he just, we were so excited about the food. And he goes, 
dude, dude, dude. And I go, what? He goes, I'm going to eat this in bed. <laughs> and I started laughing. I was like, that's the fucking greatest, right? He's like, dude, I'm getting in the covers and fucking. Uh, he goes, I'm going to jerk off into a sock and then I'm going to eat this after. And I was like, oh, that's the fucking way to do it, man. That's fucking beautiful. Sometimes when I, I come up with food, I'm gonna, I know I'm going to whack it. I'm all horned up. Uh, I whack it first. And then I go and eat the fucking food after. Yeah, man. just to fucking kill that depression. Yeah. I actually got stopped in a Wawa by the lady who worked at the Wawa. It was like three in the morning in the middle of Pennsylvania doing a crazy fucked up college tour by myself. I went in and I ordered just every almost everything in this bag. <laughs> no carbs. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This lady, when I was leaving, she gave me the bag of food. She stopped me. She goes, sir, can I talk to you? I go, yeah, what's up? She goes, you know you have a bag of meat. You have a lot of meat. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes, are you on like a no-carb diet? I go, yeah, I'm kind of, you know. She goes, yeah. I had a heart attack because of that. I mean, she goes, it's okay to do, but you need some green vegetables maybe, a salad. You have probably around 20 pounds of meat in that bag. That's not good to eat 20 pounds of meat. I'm just saying, I just don't want you to, you, you could die from this. This is, re and I'm, she's like, I'm being very serious. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. You shouldn't eat this much meat <laughs> by itself. And it, it did nothing. I just left. Yeah. No, we have no clue. Judah Freelander once, we are in the green room at comics before they closed. He said... This is how unnutritious and uneducated comedians are. He said, it was literally, I turned to him, I go, Judah, it's the dumbest thing I ever heard anybody say. We were just laughing how dumb it was. He goes, he goes, did you know that if you eat, he goes, it's better for you to eat like, you know, say six ounces of broccoli than it is to eat six ounces of lasagna. And I go, yeah, no fucking shit. And he goes, I never knew that. I thought like, I thought it was, it was what it was. You know? was like, or you might have said calories. It's better to eat a hundred calories of broccoli than lasagna. It was some ridiculous comparison of broccoli to lasagna. Well, like, it's, Jesus Christ. It's, it's fucked up though that people, you know, I always get shit, you know, dude, you fluctuate in weight and yeah, because, you know, first of all, I was a drug addict and an alcoholic for years of my life. I gave that up. Uh, and, you know, like most fucking people who are overweight or chunky or fat or whatever the fuck it is, it's, it's, uh, it's a fucking, it's, it just makes you feel good, man. You, you fucking come home at night and you feel, I can't, look, I used to go fuck broads in my late twenties, my early twenties. I used to fucking bang bitches and that makes you feel good too. It makes you, you feel shitty, but at least you, you, you're fucking getting that depression out. Um, you know, that, you know, it's, it's hard to not get a bag of fucking shit. A bag of loneliness when you fucking feel lonely. Yeah. Especially, here's another thing that I realized too, is that when I was younger, I couldn't afford to buy food. I didn't buy my own food. My mother, oh, you know, wherever I was living, pretty much had the food and you ate what they had. Um, but when you, when you get into your 30s and your 40s and you can afford to buy whatever the fuck you want, I can buy whatever I want. I can get anything I want. That's a problem. 
You know, when I was in my 20s and struggling comedian, I couldn't afford to go get shit. I had to be very specific with what I bought because I didn't have the fucking money. Right. So, and that way you're not eating all day because you, you can't. You can't afford it. I ate at the comedy cell every night, which was chicken and rice and salad. That's all they have. Um, so, I fucking, I, now that I can afford it, I can, last night, credit card. I call anywhere. I called uh, Pinkberry, had him deliver fucking Pinkberry, like $20 worth of Pinkberry. I had the fucking John's Pizza, $40 worth. I don't give a shit. If I couldn't afford to do that, I wouldn't have fucking done it. I would have right. got cold cuts and fucking ate healthy or whatever. But that, that's, the older you get, when, when food is not, a, when the financial problem is not a, an issue, people get fat with that too. Uh. Dude, I was de- I was depressed on the road once, and it, many times on the road depressed. But <laughs> yeah. one of the times, I mean, in uh, San Antonio, and it was, I remember this. Dude, it was a Friday night. I had two shows. I was just miserable. I went to this barbecue place because I was craving it. Barbecue. I go to this barbecue place. There's nowhere to sit, so I just sit at the little shitty outdoor bar. Yeah. On a stool by myself. They had this fucking platter, dude. It was. Two kinds of ribs, brisket, yeah. pulled pork, turkey, and plus you got two sides with it, right? I, I know. Go, Give me that. I want that fucking thing. Dude, they brought this thing out. It was the biggest plate of shit I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. This fat motherfucker next to me gets it too. He polishes his off before I'm done mine. Yeah. And I'm looking at him, judging him like, how did this fucking animal eat all that? I finished mine. <laughs> I finished mine completely. <laughs> And then just depressed, walking to the show. Ugh. And just like, all I wanted to do was pass out. I did two shows, and I was like, oh, now, the my barbecue God. places, uh, I mean, every barbecue place has that platter, the sampler. It's a sampler platter. No, it wasn't a sampler. It was, it was the fucking. Yeah, they give you all the shit. Every yeah. barbecue place does that. Yeah. And every time I go to get barbecue, that's what I get. I don't get anything different because I want it all. I want to try that. I want a little ribs. I want pork ribs. I want beef ribs. I want some brisket. I want some fucking pulled pork. And it's sausage on it, too. Yeah, I want the fucking sausage. I want it all. I fucking do that all the fuck, all the time. Anytime I go to a barbecue. That's, I used to go to this place in Houston. It was just a shithole. And it had the best barbecue ever. And the platter they had came literally could hold a 50-pound turkey on that. that. That's what you'd serve at Thanksgiving is the turkey on. That's the, the size plate. I would fucking eat it all. Yeah. All of it. All of it. Country fried steak. Country fried chicken. Have you had that? Yeah. With yeah. the fucking gravy? Yeah. And then they have rice with cheese in it? Yeah. yeah. Fuck it's just, you. It's just animal food. Oh, dude. Houston. It's, it's, Houston's the it. fattest people in the fucking country, too. I love it. And barbecue, is, it's hilarious, too, because that when you get that platter, yeah. the first half, you're like, this is amazing. And then the second half is just the saddest thing ever because it all just starts tasting the same. It just starts tasting like sauce. Oh no, dude! You go, you get, you, I, I, you go, you get. It starts tasting like meat. You start, you understand. To me, it's like I'm eating a fucking animal. After halfway through uh, any meat fucking platter, I start understand this is this is meat. I start tasting like oh, I'm just ripping flesh off of a bone, and it starts it starts grossing me out like a caveman, like. Oh, fuck, like the, the uh, Brazilian steakhouses? Shit. 
Dude, I love I love meat on the bone. If I had my way, I'd eat meat off the bone every fucking time. Yeah, if you don't like meat on the fucking bone, you're a fucking pusswhack. Meat on the bone is way better than any because it's all the fat oh. and flavors. I eat the gristle too. Rip, me too. Me too. There's, is there a better feeling than when you're ripping the meat off of the bone and you just see clean bone? Oh my god! What about you? Ever have bone marrow? Yeah. How good is bone marrow? It's the fucking shit. Dude. Oh, it's just salty. It's the shit. Fat. Yeah, you get a veal chop and you scoop it out of that fucking Tom and Jerry bone. <laughs> it really is meat ice cream. That's exactly what it is. It's meat ice cream. It's the best fucking thing ever. Oh god, so good. Yeah. Well, I'm 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 uh, I actually just got a physical. I'm fucking perfect. Uh, my health is perfect. My heart that's is perfect. Great. Everything's fucking perfect. My liver is perfect. I'm actually I'm all right. But that's why I stopped. Uh, I'm done. I'm going to stop eating. I went nuts last night. My chick went out of town. I went a little fucking nuts. Um, not too nuts because I didn't eat crazy all fucking day. We got Kentucky Fried Chicken, but we got the grilled, uh, uh, which is good. But uh, I guess that's not that bad for you. No, grilled chicken right. it's fucking great. You're fine. It's, compared to what we could eat, a bucket of fried chicken with the mac and cheese... Uh. How, we, how 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 much did it suck not eating the fucking fried chicken? I was actually I was happy because I, I like chicken. I like grilled chicken. I I like any type of chicken like that. I was happy after, yeah, and it tasted good while we ate it. Yeah. But you're just sitting there and you smell that original recipe and you're just like, God yeah. damn it, motherfucker! Yeah, but it's I mean, so thank God good, I didn't dude. do it. If I yeah. did, I probably should have did that because then I wouldn't have got the pizza at night. I probably wouldn't have done the pizza. I would have felt like shit and conked out. But uh. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. I mean, I think you need a cheat day. It's been two weeks since I ate any fucking bullshit, so I'm back on it today. But you got a physical, too. You just got your fucking HIVIS test? Uh-huh. And you don't get the AIDS? No. No. Just clean. Clean bill of health. But you're in there with fucking people. You're in there with people who do? There were, uh, up to, dude, the, the guy, because I, I go to the free place, the rapid free testing or whatever. Yeah, how long does it take to fucking find out? You know, the test results take 35 minutes. But the whole fucking thing takes two hours because by the, you got to go, you got to sign in, you got to see it's this. It's still fucking nuts, dude. When I got my AIDS test back when the AIDS first came out, yeah, it was two weeks. Yeah, so, brutal. Yeah, two weeks of fucking holy shit. Yeah, and then you get that call and you're fine. Yeah, because if they tell you 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 have to come in, you're fucked. Yeah, I know. If they tell you you're fine, you, you if they, yeah you're good, but if they say yeah you need to come in, you and that's and they tell you why they do that, which is stupid too. They shouldn't even tell you that. They said, we'll call you in two weeks. So come, just tell me to come back. Don't tell me the reason. You're already telling me I got the AIDS. <laughs> Basically, by telling me that if, look, if we, we need you to come back in, it's because you got the fucking hips. What if that's how they told you? What if a lady called and said, Bobby, you got the AIDS? <laughs> and that's all they, they said. I remember the doctor said to me, he goes, if, do you fuck people in the ass? Do you fuck dudes? I go, no. He goes, do you shoot heroin? Do you use needles? I go, no. He goes, you're fine. That's what the lady said today. She goes, she goes, you straight? And I go, yeah. And she goes, do you use a condom? And I go, yeah. And I go, but sometimes I'll do a little anal, but with a condom on. She goes, you're fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Very hard to get AIDS. It's like yeah. the myth of getting a girl pregnant. It's very hard to get a girl pregnant, but they told us only one sperm has to get their egg. So, yeah, it's one day a month. It's like a very short time that you can actually get a girl pregnant. It just so happens, you know, the odds, there's a million fucking billion people in the world. So, yeah, a lot of people are fucking knocking bitches up because it's that one day. But you can fuck bitches without a condom and jizz right in them. And probably not going to get her pregnant because it's so hard to get a girl pregnant. 
But it, AIDS is the same thing. Unless you're fucking raw dogging at someone's asshole and fucking banging crack horse without a condom or fucking shooting heroin, you're not going to get the hips. Right. But they can't say that back then because then they make it a gay disease. They make it a drug addict disease. They had yeah. to scare the shit out of everybody. Right, right, to, right. To, you know, to make it a fucking American so they could raise money. Why are you going to give money to a fucking... Why is the average straight guy who just bangs broads with condoms going to fucking donate money to AIDS right. when it's not your problem? Right. You know? That's why AIDS is fucking... You know, where did AIDS go? They had a guy... They, they've never done this before. I've never seen this at a clinic, but we were there's a bunch of us sitting there waiting. Yeah. And they had some guy that works at the clinic come out. He's like, hey, everybody. I work here at the clinic. Just want to give you some updates on what we're doing here. But then it slowly turned into like a class about <laughs> disease prevention yeah. where he was literally being like, so if I asked you, ah. what are the signs of gonorrhea? What would you say? And like where everybody's sitting there like, dude, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> we don't want to have a fucking class. But there was one dude that was really like fucking into it. He'd be like, STD. What's STD stand for? And the dude was like, sexually transmitted diseases. Oh, like, what a fucking asshole. He was all into it. But uh, I finally raised my hand for something because I just felt like you feel like it. I don't know. He made me feel guilty that I wasn't answering any <laughs> questions. And he goes, uh, he goes, we're getting. It was a trick question, and I knew it. And he goes, we're getting a new shipment of condoms in for the summer. We're getting latex, polyurethane, and lambskin. Who wants a latex condom? And I raised my hand, and he goes, my man. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, he was waiting for somebody to go, I want a lambskin. So he could be like, wrong, asshole. And then, by the way, scare the shit out of you if you're sitting there going, I use lambskin condoms. I'm like, don't put all that shit in somebody's fucking head yeah, while they're waiting for the results. Who, who the fuck uses lambskin? They still sell those fucking things. I don't know what they're for. He said, I always thought, okay, those are for people trying not to get pregnant, but they know that they're clean. He said today they don't even prevent pregnancy. Like what the fuck? What the fuck are they still making them for? Yeah, I don't get. It's probably a fucking uh, stockpile they had from the, the the fucking early '80s that they're still trying to get rid of. Yeah, you can't use lambskin. Use the fucking latex. Yeah, I don't even use. I don't have to use shit anymore. The polyurethanes are kind of the shit. Poly, I don't even know what that is. Uh, they're the new ones, but they're they're as safe as latex. But shit, some I, I've dated a couple of girls that are allergic to condoms. But they can use the polyurethane. They're allergic to latex is what it is. And I got to say, latex condoms sometimes fuck my dick up a little bit. Like, I, they, they irritate me a little bit. Well, it's, it's condoms are fucking... I mean, it's a genius fucking device, I guess, that they... Thank God they invented it, but it's just... It's the greatest thing ever. <clears throat> ever invented. It is, but the, the fact that they can't... It's not, it's not a thing that you can... Like, you should have a jar that you can literally dip your dick in. You just fucking dip your cock in, and it's the thinnest ever protection, and it's just like you're raw dogging it, but it's protecting your dick. And then when you're done, just yeah. you shower it off. I mean, they haven't they haven't upgraded the condom in fucking since it started. I don't fuck with any of those. I don't I don't buy for her pleasure. I don't buy. I buy spermicide, spermicidally lubricated, whatever the fuck it is. You're just killing everything. Regular, yeah. I don't fuck with any of that extra sensation bullshit flavor. I fuck all how about, that. How man. about when you fucking? How about when you fucking a girl, and all of a sudden it just starts feeling amazing. It's just amazing, and you realize that fucking thing is 
busted. That never happened to me. You Not never before. busted a condom? No. Did you ever have a condom fall off in a chick's pussy and have no. to go digging for it? No. Like a treasure? You never had to go inside? No. Um, and the girl always makes you dig for it? Oh, I had to go in. I had to fucking like go in and with my index finger and fish around. And How does it come off, man? Just fucking too hard, man. Fucking too hard. Just blasting away. And then the, the thing starts getting rolled up. And then it pops right off. If her if that if that edge comes up off your the base of your dick, if that comes up up your shaft, and then you push that in and it goes in her pussy, it will unroll coming when you're pulling back out, it'll unroll. Go right into her fucking trap. That's usually when her pussy starts to feel like warm cake. And you're like, Oh God. And that, I, I, I always check. In the middle of sex, I always reach down fucking grab the base make sure that fucking elastic is there and then start blasting again I've had I've, I've lost a lot of condoms in girls I always get the thing I check it frequently but I always get the thing where it looks like it's filling up with air do you know what I mean what the, the tip yeah where it gets real tight and yeah. it looks like it's got air in it or something yeah it does and then I, I take it off and change it at that point because I'm like this thing's about to fucking pop I've, I actually left a condom in a check I just couldn't find it so I, I just was like, I got it, and I pretended to throw it away. Why every time we do a podcast, yep. you you say something that I never knew about you that's more disgusting than all the disgusting shit I already know about you? Well, I gotta have fucking some material for the podcast. How is it possible, though, dude? I've I've lived a I've have a lot of fucked up shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've I'm a fucking I've been a degenerate for years. It's just a degenerate. It's upsetting sometimes. Ah, it's good, though, because I get to fucking pass on all my f information to you. So now when you call me and you're like, dude, this or that, I have the info that you fucking need to get out of the jam you're in. Right? So yeah. it's almost like I fucking went through it for you. Yeah. Yeah. You're like the skeeviest mentor ever. Yeah, I'm fucking helping you through your fucking creepdom so right. you can get through your 30s. Without having a baby or getting AIDS or herpes or fucking losing, losing a condom in a chick's pussy. Yeah, I hope that never happens. Yeah, imagine that though. The girl a couple of days later, ugh. What if, I mean, it doesn't deteriorate. It's just in her pussy. She probably found it one day, or some other guy found it. Ugh. I dated a girl once that told me she went to the to the OBGYN. Yeah. And they fucking left something in her. Yeah. And like two years later, like a piece of fucking plastic fell out of her veg. Ah. Yeah. That's what fucking, fucked up that? That's kind of fucking great. Yeah. The other guy went home and was like, I'm forgetting something. I'm supposed to do something. Uh, right. What the fuck? And then it hit him. Oh, shit. Yeah. But you can't, you can't call back. Listen, I left a, I left the cap. Yeah. <laughs> I left the cap to the needle in your yeah. pussy. And by the way, for any girl listening right now that wants to... Uh, like blow a guy on the first or second date and then they go and then you go well I want you to go down on me now and the guy goes no and you go why that's why because something was up there for two years uh, and nobody knew it was there well, it is such a different fucking device it is it is different. so much more dangerous than, than a penis it just is well it's an open fucking canal yeah. into your body yeah my dick is is it's it's closed off. There's a little pinhole that you can. I mean, it's it's such a different. It's sucking a guy's dick is so fucking different than eating a chick's pussy. You you oh, you go down on a pussy, 
You're opening up a hole into her body. I mean, you can literally reach inside her body with your fingers. Yeah. It's, and then there's the stuff that's in her body when you start eating her out, comes out like juices and stuff that are inside yeah. start to come out. And you're, you, you're licking the clit and you're licking the pussy lips and everything's wet. It's a hole. It's, it, it's, it's an entrance into your body. It's, and it's the biggest one. Other than your fat mouth, it's the biggest hole. It's fucking crazy. I mean, eating a pussy is way different. It's, you gotta, I usually go down to the clit first, lick that, lick the stink off a little bit. You gotta lick the stink off some of these broads. Ugh. You never licked the stink off? No, I don't. If it stinks, I don't fuck with it at what, all. What do you say? I'm not doing it. Your pussy stinks? No, I just don't do it. Oh, and then later, if they go, why didn't you do it? I, I, I don't know. I'm weasel my way out of it somehow. Ah, dude, I fucking do it. I manned up. Just go down and fucking lick the stink off. Fuck that. I paid for dinner. Deal with it. Ah, dude. I mean, you lick the stink off, and then you lick it on the inner thigh. That if a guy, you ever have a guy, if you ever have a guy, if you ever have a guy who's eating your pussy, and then he starts licking your inner thigh, he's not, he's not trying to be sexy. He's actually trying to get that fucking gross shit off his tongue. So we can fucking go back to your pussy again. Jesus Christ. That's awful. Um, yeah. So you don't have AIDS. No. Good. Uh, the last podcast you did, we did Burr's podcast, I believe. Yeah. You got a lot of shit for that? Yeah. Now, now I will I will cop to this. I was being a little sensitive that day, so I wasn't rolling with the punches. Yeah, you got to roll with uh, the punches. And I was getting a little, I was getting a little annoyed and stuff on the on the podcast, which is you know, which I, so I get it that I wasn't exactly being a sport, uh, but at the same time, I was getting my fucking balls broken. It wasn't like I was sitting there, you know. Well, I mean, I'll be honest too, though. I mean, if you're if you're on the other end of that, well, you you have no problem fucking stepping on the gas. Yeah, yeah, you have no problem if if you see uh, Keith or Billy or somebody else with their foot on my neck. You have no problem fucking putting your foot right over their foot. Sure. But but also, too, I usually take a pounding just fine. I take the pounding. I, I get slammed. And and why were you shit. so sensitive that day? I just was in a... We were right in the middle of the, all the Tribeca stuff, and I was, there was a lot on my mind, and I got... I remember exactly why I got sensitive, because I was trying to tell the listeners something about the film, and Bill kept fucking with me with the story and I get it he was just being funny right but it was I was starting to get mad because I was like god damn it I just want to get this information about the movie out and I just got sensitive I just everybody's got that day everybody's got their day yeah, yours, where they yours, go yours, yours was just recorded yeah and then put out there the thousands of people yeah well what are you gonna do everybody's got their day <laughs> though we all we all have our moment where the trashing you're just not in the mood and it just hits you in the wrong way oh, and yeah. you get fucking upset about it you know that's yeah. all that's all it was you know, yeah. certainly not mad about it or anything like that. You know, I, I, I if I could redo it, I would well, have not taken the bait. Here's the thing, too. You, I mean, you've only been taking poundings for five years. Seven. Seven years. No, nine years. I've been, I'm going well, into my tenth year of Okay, so, yeah, you, you, yeah but you've been taking poundings New York style from us for how long? Eight and a half years since I've been here. Okay, eight and a half years you've been fucking taking poundings from us. Yeah. I mean, from the get-go, too. You showed up in New York. We looked at your face and shoulders, and you took a hot one. Yeah, yeah. From day one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you should probably be fucking used to it by now. But there is those nights 
I mean, I, I've actually thrown away clothes, certain idols of clothes, because I've gotten such a pounding. Um, I've taken, I've taken the, the, uh, I've taken some hot ones. We've all, I mean, we smashed Dump Patrice one night when he started wearing his hats. <laughs> fucking told him he looks like he fucking he just started a new barbecue sauce company. <laughs> um, Billy has taken the biggest trashing of them all. One of the most epic trashings when he did. A comedy show on a bus to Yankee Stadium for yeah. fucking tickets. Yeah, yeah. To the fucking playoffs. Eh. It was we, World Series tickets, wasn't it? Doesn't matter. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Yeah, all right. Oh, he took a hot one. <laughs> we sat there and fucking trashed him for an hour and ten minutes at the cellar. Uh, they could be brutal, man. They no, could be brutal. It's fucking brutal. But you know what it is? Is when we were we were in the, the confines of your apartment. We're talking serious, trying to fucking lay down the shit about the film and then you know it just took you you were in serious mode and then I was there which doesn't help any because then you think you're getting ganged up on uh, but yeah, yeah you know, it was just just, it's just a bad formula and it's Billy's there. podcast so he feels comfortable fucking smashing yeah, you know yeah. what I mean it's a bad it's a bad uh, it was a bad formula that day but you know whatever you apologize to the fans for being sensitive I'm not apologizing to any... Why am I going to apologize to them? I didn't insult them in any way. Well, you insulted them with your sensitivity. The podcast kind of got a little fucked up because you got sensitive. I'd so. like to personally thank all the fans that uh, took the time to write me nice messages, like quit being a faggot, and uh, <laughs> why are you such a pussy, Yeah, you know. But, uh, you know, for the most part, everybody's in a good sense of humor. I've run into a couple guys that were laughing, going, ah, they fuck with you good. Actually, <laughs> here's a good dig for you. One of my buddies left me a message on Facebook. The post said, it was fun listening to you get your balls broken by Bill Burr and some other guy. <laughs> uh, see, I can take it. That's yeah, a good one. What are you going to do? I'll fucking kill him. What's his name? I'll fucking go to your Facebook now. His you, name is Dan? Dan, you fucking pusswhack. You know who I am, <laughs> cocksucker. Dude, uh, the worst one I ever got, I flipped out. This is the last time I think I freaked about, like, free like the other day, I got, like, I was getting, like, it was like that. Right. But the last time I freaked, yeah. where I got mad, yeah. and, like, fucking, I stormed out of the cellar, I got so mad, and <laughs> Keith gave me the speech, like, come on, player, you fucking like giving poundings, you can't, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it was, a lot, it was years ago. Kurt Metzger, Kurt Metzger drew a picture of me. Kurt's a great yeah, yeah. Artist, man. Yeah, so I remember drew, I remember he drew it, yeah. He just picture of me that was so... It, it was just all the flaws of my body amplified. It was the oh. most insulting, oh. <laughs> hilarious picture ever. And he passed this fucking thing around the room. And by the time I saw waitresses behind the bar pointing at me and laughing, <laughs> I lost my fucking mind. I, I flipped out so bad, Steve Byrne gave me a gig. Really? Yeah, he called me. Remember, we went out to the, do that VFW thing for the troops. He called me the next yeah. day and he goes, "Why don't you come with me and Bobby and just take a ride and like let's you know whatever." And uh, Steve's gotten a bunch of pounds. Well, well, speaking of Steve and poundings, 
That was, this is the irony of it all. Was Steve did that because he was like, I feel bad that me and Bobby were fucking with you. Dude, come with us. It's all good. Right. Then on the way to that gig and back, you were riding Steve so hard <laughs> that he got out of the car and walked yeah. half of the way where he had to go on the way home. He got he was like, I'm fucking done with this. Like, yeah, yeah. You were riding him so ah, yeah, he's, fucking <laughs> hard, man. His, him and his Lego hair. <laughs> <laughs> So I was, the guy tries to do a good deed, and then it just gets shoved right back in his face. Well, it's, you know what? It's a fucked up thing that we do to each other, but then you got anonymous people you don't even fucking know. We do it because we love each other. Right. Everybody loves each other. We're all fucking very close friends, and that's why we fuck with each other. We don't fuck with people we don't know. We don't randomly attack strangers. Yeah. I mean, not in front of their face. Well, we did fuck with that girl at the cellar the other night. Sent her into the kitchen when she was well, looking I, for the bathroom. Yeah, well, that's yeah, but that we love doing she that. She got mad. Uh, we do that all the time though. <laughs> at the comedy cellar, people don't know where to go to the bathroom, so we always send them to the kitchen with all the Arab guys. <laughs> or we give them the wrong code to downstairs, and they're sitting there for twenty minutes typing in fucking code one seven six. No, it's one four two. Fucking Russman Eve. I mean, it was such a double. It was such a one two punch. The girl walks. Bobby, me, Keith, and Russ are sitting at a table. This girl walks up. She goes, where's the bathroom? Russ, with that fucking boy next door face, you want to believe in him. Yeah, just right there. Right right there. Sends her back into the kitchen. That's not even the best one. And she comes back out, and then she goes, and he goes, I'm sorry, it's through there. And then he gives her the wrong code four times. We all gave her the wrong code. Oh, my God. Me and Keith were downstairs at the cellar, and a lady comes down. She goes, where's the bathroom? We sent her down the hall. Through the doors to outside, there's another door just before you go. She was waiting there for 10 minutes in front of a closet door that goes nowhere. We, we finally were sitting there. We just see her waiting. She thought somebody was in the bathroom because she tried to open it and, no, and it was locked because it's a closet to the heater, to the cellar. So she, we went out. We go, no, it's not there. She goes, She was like, you're a fucking asshole. We were laughing our asses off. Oh, but we bust Jesus balls because we love each other. So it's it's hard when you fucking, some dude you don't even fucking know, you know, fucking send you an email like he's your best pal. Well, that's and, that's why it irks me. It's like, it's like, all right, dude, you want to send those emails. You want to send those messages. That's yeah. fine. But you don't know what it means to man up to a pounding. No. You've never been on O&A when the sharks are circling oh, I'd love with to. your fucking dukes up. Yeah. Just You're looking around you like you're surrounded by fucking lions. Yeah. You've never sat at the cellar and literally, and this has happened to me, literally Patrice, DePaulo, Norton, you, Burr, Voss... Ugh. And Keith, uh, just an all-star lineup, fucking <laughs> teeing off on you. Shut your fucking mouth, stupid! <laughs> and then you try to leave. Artie Fuqua comes in and blocks you and makes you sit there. Take your fucking pounding! Yeah. Oh, it's brutal. Some of them are funny though. They're some, hilarious. Some of the fucking, some of the people, the, the fans though, sense, say some shit that makes me fucking truly, yeah, yeah. truly just fucking like, well, you're a fucking dickhead. That, you know, some of them are fucking really funny where you hate them, but you're like, ah, you cocksucker. That's a goddamn good, uh, a good 140 fucking uh, character smashing you just and right to the, they have 139 characters. It's just a perfect fuck you. Some of them are good. Oh, the best one I ever got was on MySpace. This kid sent me a message after my special came out. And the subject said, congratulations, exclamation point. It was the day after my special. Right. I'm like, oh. And I open it, and it just says, you suck. <laughs> 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 I 
I was like, God damn it, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's ah, a good one. what a cunt. <laughs> what a fucking cunt. Um, so, uh, real quick, uh, I'm starting to do a little thing at, on all these podcasts where I'm going to talk about a favorite piece of technology that's out there, whether it be in a, uh, uh, an actual hardware device or in a, uh, some type of accessory that uh, I like personally is the uh, – uh, I'm going to start doing this once a week kind of towards somewhere in the podcast. I have a lot of people that email me or twit me or what's your favorite iPad case? What's your favorite uh, iPad stand? What do you use for your iPhone? You know, all the crazy shit because I have every piece of technology there is. I have over $2,500 worth of headphones in this house right now. Never mind the headphones I've already given out. Um, And never mind the the, the fucking – I have every case ever made worth having for the iPhone or the iPad. Um, There's two things I'll talk about. One is an iPhone case. Uh, My favorite iPhone case right now – uh, is the the uh, casemate? It's uh, it's it's the reason why I like this case is that uh, you don't have to bring a wallet. It's it literally it holds two, a credit card or a license. It only holds two on the back of it. Very slim. It's not too fucking. It doesn't uh, protrude out of the fucking back too much. You can get it in a bunch of different colors. I have uh, I have uh, silver or, or chrome as they call it, and it holds. A credit card uh, and a license or two credit cards. So when you're going out at night uh, or you're on a plane, I use it especially when I fly. I put my credit card and my license in it so they don't have to fucking sit on my wallet. I'll put my wallet inside my bag, zip it up so I don't have to sit on my wallet or carry my wallet or fucking lose my wallet. Um, I can have it in there. And in the city I use it, I keep a, a Metro card in it. And uh, a Starbucks card when I'm running around so I don't have to fucking dig through my wallet for that shit. So it's called Casemate, and it's the wallet version. It has a, a little slit in the back. You can put a couple, two things in there, just two credit cards. You can even put a, cu- a little cash in there if you want. So when you're going out at night, you don't have to fucking carry your wallet, that big bulky fucking wallet that all men carry for some fucking reason. It's uh, it's actually pretty good. And the my iPhone thing that I use... Uh, the most because I like the uh, I like the feel of the iPad and every case you get bulks up the fucking iPad uh, except the one that actual you buy from the Apple Store but that's shitty it's black it's it doesn't stand up good if you're in the fucking bed or you know it stands up if it's a table it's cool uh, but other than that it doesn't stand up good the case I use it's not really a case. It's a stand that attaches to each corner. It's called the M Edge Flex Stand. It's actually uh, pretty, pretty fucking amazing. Oh, fuck. I think the microphone fucking fell out on this. Um, I don't even know if they got that, but whatever. It's, it's pretty fucking amazing. It's uh, the M the Edge Flex Stand. Uh, you can put it in any, you can just put it in any stand vertical, horizontal. And it flexes to whatever position you want it. And it's good for in the bed. If you're watching fucking a movie in the bed, you can stick it right on a pillow. Uh, right on the bed, it's uh, on a flight. It, it, you can actually bend the flex in and, and hook it to the, the actual pocket of the back of the seat on a plane, uh, on a train. It's the, my favorite stand out of all of them is the M-Edge Flex Stand. Uh, do you have any, any uh, tech that you like? New tech that's coming out? New Joe? tech? 
Yeah. No. No. I don't have anything new. Nothing. No. Yeah. We, most of the stuff I have is stuff that you've... I don't really have a lot of tech. I mean, I have, you know, I have the iPad and all that shit, but I don't have a tech thing. I don't, I'm not a big accessories guy, so I don't have a tech thing that I like. I'm, uh, I wish I did. Maybe I can think of a thing that I can talk about when I come on. That'll be my tech thing. Right. Well, <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know. Te- I, yeah, I just don't have. I don't. I don't have a. I don't. I, don't, I can't think of a better way to fucking end this fucking podcast, well, Joe. You, Actually, just anticlimactic and fucking just okay. You were going strong. I was just, you know, you got your tech thing. That's your thing. It's your podcast. It is my goddamn podcast, yeah. and uh, that's it. Fucking podcast over. The new Mortal Kombat is great. That's the latest thing I purchased. See, there you go. You could have fucking. That's, that's not tech. a tech thing. That's tech. That's right, gaming. If you if listen, if you like fighting games, yeah. The new Mortal Kombat uh, out for Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 is, in my opinion, the best fighting game that has come out for any of the new platforms uh, or, or any of the new consoles. Excuse me. Uh, it's a complete reboot. Yeah. Of the series. It's just called Mortal Kombat. It's fucking unbelievable. It's bloody as shit. They got all the fucking classic characters in it. They got all the classic stages in it. It looks like a million bucks because it's the new, you know, it's the new technology and all that shit. It's unfucking real. Get it. Get it. Get it. Alright, new Mortal Kombat. And uh in in, in going with that theme, a cool ass fucking action flick, B movie, total fucking cheesy. But if you if if you're into uh Ninja and that type of shit. Uh, a lot of blood, a lot of gore, backstory, fucking kid taken in by fucking master, t- turns out to be evil and revenge and all that shit. Ninja Assassins. Uh, I saw that. That's not a B movie, man. That's, uh, that's a legit flick. I it's a legit flick, but it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a fucking, uh, you know, expendables. It's not a, it's not a, um, you know, A action movie. No, it is. It was directed by a legit guy. I, I mean, forget who directed it. I thought it was better than quality. I thought it was better than Expendables. Yeah, but it's not. It's not. It wasn't a fucking hit. It didn't make a million dollars. It didn't make a billion fucking dollars. It wasn't a big hit. Okay. It really wasn't. It wasn't a big hit. I unbelievable movie. Though. Unbelievable movie. But it wasn't a fucking huge. Okay. Fucking hit. You know, like I, when I think of action movies. You think of Thor, Iron Man, I got uh, you. you know what I mean? That's a fucking, uh, you know, the Dark Knight. Those are, I mean, those are comic books, I know, but that that's like, holy shit. Right. This is, you know, just under there. Fucking great flick. Great flick. A lot of people didn't see it. Great it's on violence. Eight, eight, oh, fucking, the blood was great. The backstory was great. Good fucking ninja movie. Uh, and the ending was good. It, it, it was pretty solid all the way through. So Ninja Assassins and Mortal Kombat. Uh... M-Edge flex stand and the Casemate iPhone case, wallet case, and that's about it. So fuck it. All right.